0: Triple M's Real Football Show. Oh, what a goal! Where Chris Dittmar, Albie Kidd and Val Migliaccio discuss the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. The Triple M Real Football Show. Well, welcome to the Triple M Real Football Show. And we're going local this week, Johnny. Yes, local. It's a massive... Week for South Australian football, all grades of NPL and State League men and women. It's oh. grand final week. We've had one State League one grand final last night, State League two grand final tonight. Yep. And uh, last night, Emiliacho
1: won a uh, oh an award last night.
0: Fabio Emiliacho, yeah, what a goalkeeper! <laughs> Not as good as Barney Smith, who's in the studio and coach of the Adelaide Comets. Oh, I don't know; he played very well last night, <laughs> from what I saw. But Adelaide Uni uh, up in the state league, one with Port Adelaide, one one with Vipers. Vipers are the better team, I thought last night, but um, in the penalty shootout, Fabio saved one of them, and uh, Uni put away five. So. They won five
1: three as a bias as a bias uh, a dad of uh, Fabian mm-hmm. uh, Miliaccio, What was he like as in goals last night? Was it, was it his best he performance?
0: Yeah, one of one of his better performances. And uh, yeah, totally agree. He was best on ground. Mm. But like I said, Vipers the better team on the night. They should have had more goals. Yep. He was maybe very good in goals, and they didn't get another past him. They only got one past him. But um, all in all, Michael and a great up and coming coach, Adelaide City. I mean, he was there for a couple of years. And I think we're starting to see the best of Michael now. And it's good that Adelaide Uni are now pushed up and they've got to do some, I think, better things next year for State League One, but um, up with Port Adelaide. But Vipers are also a very good team. And good to see Cello Karuska, the director of football there last night and keeping an eye on what's going on. They've got some good young talent and good experienced boys there as well. But big night, nearly 1,000 people there, which is great. Fantastic. But Barney, you've got a big night tomorrow night. You're facing Adelaide City in the grand final. You're the most successful comments coach now, yeah? Three in a row, three premierships in a row. How, how's that work? Tell. It was uh,
2: yes, I, I guess so. Um, uh, probably unexpected from how people see me from the exterior, but um, quite humble. I don't like talking about a lot of those things. A but lot you've of, got that, yeah? That's, yes, that's, that's in right. The yeah, yeah. It's look, it's uh, the last three seasons I've coached the club. Um, we've won the league, so. One was a, a a little while ago. We won in 2011, got promoted, and we're seeing you know this week and last week just how hard promotion is and how hard it is mm. to get out of leagues. Um, that certainly was a huge achievement at the time to win the league and get promoted. Um, I had a spell uh, because of business, and then coming back to the club in 2020 to win the MPL uh, last year uh, to win the league was was a great achievement. It was the first time for the club they've won the top league. Mm. Um, and, uh, Demi also put out a, uh, it was quite astonishing stat and I didn't realize it, but he said that I was the second coach in 70 years to win the state league and the MPL with the one club. Gee. So I wonder if that other coach is still alive. Yes. Uh, should be. It was at Cumberland in the eighties, in the late eighties oh, on wow. the state league and the yeah. Pre- only two coaches in the last seventy years have done Harlow. it. Harlow. It
0: could have been. It was Harlow. Him. Yes, well, it was. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> right. The history of South Australian And football. now uh,
2: we could put the cha- uh, the challenge out to Damien because obviously with um, promotion, White City getting promoted into the NPL, yeah. if he can mm. then also achieve it by winning the NPL with White City,
0: he'll be the third coach. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yes, and three I, And I remember comments back in the day when uh, they were called Raiders in the Amateur League. And I remember Jim coming into <laughs> Cafe Mondiali regularly yeah. on Lonely Road. I think it was Monday night. That was their board meeting, I reckon. And, uh, it was in the group, probably would have been <laughs> They changed from Raiders, got up into the Federation legs and look at them now.
2: Yeah. Since 94, it's been a, uh, a very quick and successful rise for the club. It's mm. a, it's a great club to be at, you know, the Jim and, and, and seven others started it on the basis that they wanted to see things done properly and make it a family club. Um, and, uh, I'm not, uh, they say dream big. I'm not sure he dreamt that it'd be this big, but the club is huge now and, uh, and rightfully one of the biggest clubs in in South Australia. Excellent.
0: Also on today's show, we've got Adelaide City's chairman, Greg Griffin, and Greg's been on the news lately because of uh, the FFA Cup, and he'll explain that to us a little later on. Rightly (laughs) so. And also Adelaide City in the grand final. They haven't won a grand final for more than a decade, so it should be a a huge match. Yep, it will be. Um, Probably what the
2: punters want to see, you know, and when the final series started... Uh, I, I spoke to Pez right before the game of the first away game at Oakden, and I said, good luck. Whatever happens, I hope it's both of us. You know, we're hitting the final series, but whatever happens mm. from here on in, I hope it's both of us on the last day because we've been the best two teams in the league this year and that's what you want to see in a grand final, right? Yeah. You want to see one against two yeah. and both go and have a crack. What's,
1: what's the vibe like in, the, in your team at the moment, in the change rooms? Is it, are they getting excited for this grand final to try and hopefully uh, beat LA City? Look,
2: very different to last year, yeah. and there's many different circumstances to talk about. Uh, last year, the different interruptions, and we're coming up one of ah one of the best generational teams in mm. Campbelltown, who have just been, uh, uh, you know, one of like I say, uh, the probably the most successful and best NBL team in in you mm. know the 21st century. Like they've really mm. been that good. Yeah. Um, you get to a grand final. There's elation for one and devastation for the other. Yeah, uh, we've experienced that. So this week, it's, it's been a little different. I think the players are enjoying the week, normal week on the track. Uh, we're confident going into the grand final. Yep. And we've had good success against Adelaide City in recent games. Uh, you know, So we go into that with both the experience of being in grand finals recently, right through our squad, and uh, with the experience of this year, hopefully uh, we can turn up tomorrow night, play really well and get the result. And Beautiful.
1: what about, you got a lot of young players coming through this year as well, six new ones you featured this year, and Gianna, uh, Giannakopoulos as well. And, um, one player has been mentioned on Twitter that he should get an
0: A-League spot. Do you have the same well, news? We might have news on that. you have news <laughs> on that? <laughs> yeah, you let that one out yeah. of the bag,
2: Oh, uh, I don't have concrete news, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if they're circling for Tommy G. Uh, just a mercurial talent at the back. Mm. Um, very good at his craft. He's like an old soul. He's... The boys say he's got ice in his veins. He's so cool on the ball for a 16-year-old. It's unbelievable. When I came to the club in 2020, he'd only just turned 15 and started training with the first team, and uh, he didn't look out of place. Yeah. So he's definitely one that should get an opportunity. And if he, but he needs to earn it. He needs to keep doing what he's doing, and, and hopefully someone comes for him. He got another boy as well. He's attracted uh, the pro clubs, the A-League clubs as well. Yeah, well, when you score 40-odd goals in a season, <laughs> you generally get people looking What's at you. Name? So Ryan Cook, who's the younger brother of Cameron Cook at Perth Glory, yep. um, another great talent at the club and has scored a lot of goals this year. So he's one to watch out for too. Well, it's a testament to the club,
0: obviously. In Adelaide City, have got a couple of players who I think Kerr Kerr is being talked about perhaps moving overseas to, to, to land a contract and another player hitting on the East Coast with the A-League. As a coach, that's what you want. To for players to step up, we all know that. The thing is, you get rewarded financially, and that's 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 another issue because I think players are being taken away from clubs such as yours for virtually nothing. Do you get paid for them? You meant to, uh,
2: as far as I understand it, you meant to. But uh, I I'll happily say, and as it is to this date, I'm pretty sure there's been five players leave Comets and go to A League clubs, wow. and get signed. And they well, been, that's pretty big. That's, it that's, is big, that's and, big that's and they're big. proud of that. And, and as a coach, you're also proud of that. You know, it, There's there's different things in coaching that um, you can be proud of. It can be either silverware, um, success with the club, uh, mm. but also success with young players and seeing yeah. them go on to be professional footballers. You know, So, um, so for me, I, I got the opportunity to work with Ted Ayengi, who came through at Comets. Geez, uh and he's, um, he, and again, just such a great kid. Absolutely worked at his craft and yeah. and uh, dedication to the sport. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mm, yeah. To see him at Ipswich Town now uh, as a professional player. And scoring
0: as well. <laughs> gives you just a bigger buzz as, as winning to big be, games. To be quite frank, I was quite amazed that Adelaide United didn't pick him up. I like, I like the way Cassini played, but I saw him, Teddy, last year yep. under you. Yep. And I'm thinking, wow, this kid's not bad. A different player. Uh,
2: definitely a different player. But I think... Teddy was a late bloomer, so yeah. um, he came he, he he came into the picture later. And yeah. uh, for Adelaide United, they've just had a, a wealth of talent with the two brothers as well, with Cassini already there. Plus, they've already got talented um, mm. uh, attackers in that club. You can't fit everybody, yeah. Mm. So unfortunately, uh, it didn't come for Teddy coming in sort of late to the scene. But he's got his reward. He got a chance at Newcastle Jets, and then uh, obviously been picked up uh, for a he's signed a. Professional contract with Ipswich yeah so it's got a one year plus one on it and and now it's time for him to wow to test his mm. his ability over there and hopefully he can stay there and you got Apostolos Stamatolopoulos over in Greece now as well yeah AP uh again uh, another great talent that's come from the club did go to Adelaide United and then yeah. Western United yeah. trying to get a gig and play regularly in the A-League which is tough for young boys you know um Everybody thinks, oh, yep, you make the next step and now you're going to be an instant superstar. That's not. It's, it's hard work. It's hard to adapt and it's, there's a lot of competition. Every rung up you go in terms of professional football. But AP, yes, over in Greece now, um, who, who's done very well, and, and another Comet boy, Valentino Yule, who um, yeah. Yeah. Is, is playing in the A-League. So, uh, Have you got
0: money for these guys? None. I don't Still think not. the club's seen a bean for any of them. That's not a good look. No, it's not. Because I, I, I did hear that there's somebody behind the scenes in FFA involved that's actually wants to crack down on this. Because Well that'd be good, I think, for all clubs, not just not just for comets, but for For clubs. all clubs. The, the the
2: the chat about some of the boys from City getting opportunities to go and and get signed by A League clubs. Whether it's us or City or any team in South Australia we want to see local homegrown boys go on to yeah. bigger and better things. Absolutely. But it doesn't matter got, where they you've come got to from. be rewarded. If
0: they're going to yeah, make them do. professional, semi-professional clubs need to be rewarded financially. Mm. And I don't think the training conversation is enough personally. But if, even if you're not getting that, that's even worse. If you're developing mm. players, what, who are you developing the players for? Mm. It doesn't yeah. make much sense.
2: No, and and then you get into the murky waters of do you let them go or not? Now, we have always let players go. Whenever they've had an opportunity, we don't stand in their way. But it's a good
0: argument to say, well, what's the incentive of doing that? Beautiful. Also, we've got uh, your mate, Simon Catanzaro. He's going to join us, Sergio Melter, medal winner. Simon is in charge of Salisbury Inter. They've got their grand final, and uh, they take on West Adelaide under his... Leadership this year, they won their very first major trophy, Salisbury, into the uh, the Women's FA Cup, So, which is unbelievable. So Simon joins us two, as well. Two major trophies. Well, he's won two. Well, he's won the title as well, the hasn't title he? title as well. So yep. I, I beg your pardon? Well, look,
2: every year three trophies are up for grabs. Yep. So you start a season, you go into pre-season with your players, everybody will set their targets and say, what do we want to achieve this year? The way we look at it is there's always three trophies up for grabs. You can get an FFA Cup trophy and representation at national level which will be interesting to talk to Greg about for yeah. for City's run. Yeah, uh, that's one incentive. Two, if you win the mm. league, there's a trophy and prize money up for grabs for winning that. And normally, an MPL championship, which we should also talk about. And then, of course, finally, the championship, the grand final trophy. So, each year, three trophies are up for grabs in the in the women's MPL. Simon's won two so far, so they bad. they're on track for a treble. What an amazing year that'd be for the club and for Simon and his team to to pull that off. Absolutely,
0: and uh, just before we get to Greg Griffin, the Matilda story that won't go away. Lisa mm. Devana has actually penned a story in her own words through News Corp, and um, there's been people named that haven't been taking any action. I don't know where to go from here because this it's not a good look for the women's game, not a good look for Football Australia, not a good look for the Matildas. So it mm. needs to be resolved and quickly. We've got a World Cup two years away, less than two years away, happening in this country, in New Zealand. You've got a 150-cap veteran coming out and saying it. She needs to be listened to by the right people. 100%.
2: And I think a lot of dads out there, I'm a father of girls um, that play sport. This this is not good news for football. Uh, The Matildas had such a brand about it. It Mm. was the biggest brand in football in Australia. When they were in the top four, they seemed that, that nothing could stop them. They were on track to go one better and get to a final of a World Cup. And then the sacking of Alan Stadjic <laughs> and everything that's transpired since. It's, it is like a yeah a, a deck of cards has, has fallen down. The walls have fallen in. Mm. It never really made a lot of sense why out of the blue has he been sacked. To me, it always felt like where there's smoke, there's fire. What's going on here? Yeah. Now it's all coming to light. Yeah. It's not what the game needs. It's not what we need before the 2023 World Cup. Um, there are people that need to be held accountable. Can, so there,
0: I think personally, there's got to be some people in the system that need to actually get sacked, and I'm not going to mention who they are. Can but this, I think they need to they need to clean it up entirely?
1: Can this be cleaned up in time for the World Cup? Because that's it only to, two years away. It has to it has because to. this
0: this will keep coming out. Lisa Vana has got plenty mm. of stories to tell. Generally, mm. when there's been foul,
2: the general public just want to see action. Yeah, yeah. In any walk of life, yep. so. The FFA need to get on the front foot here. There yeah. needs to be action. Yeah. That's the quickest way you're going yeah. to clean this up.
1: And we've got the uh, Matildas playing in Sydney, first uh, home game in a long time uh, yeah. this weekend. So hopefully it doesn't impact the game I too much. I would like to be Matilda we'll that
0: first press conference. Mm,
1: we'll see what's <laughs> going to happen there because it's going to be the first game
0: back. They need, they need to. I don't know who they're going to roll out first, but uh, the players will get bombarded in an all-in. That's how it's going to work. Absolutely.
1: Well, we got local football this weekend. If you want to go and check it out, footballsa.com.au forward slash tickets is where you can get your spot to go and watch some local football, the NPL SA as well as the WNPL on Saturday grand finals. And up next we're gonna chat with Greg Griffin. City, great opportunity at Lurks City. across the face, of goal, still alive. City, there, there, there we have it! Before the goal
3: from Adelaide City, which gets them straight to the final
1: for the NBL SA final in 2021, and you can see how much it means to him.
3: Right, great finish there by Kirk. absolutely stomped him.
0: Okay, on the line now we have the Adelaide City chairman, Greg Griffin, and uh, a massive week for uh, Greg Griffin. Barney and Johnny, because obviously Adelaide City are in the grand final. They face your team, Comets, tomorrow night at Martin. Barney, but uh, also Greg has uh, penned a letter to Melbourne Victory. We'll get to that a little later. Let's yeah. go through the good stuff now. Now, Greg, congratulations! Uh, obviously, pipped at the post by Comets in the last match of the uh, the round, and now well, in think the that's grand the last final of
3: the season. Actually, Val. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, how did that feel? Because obviously, it looked like Adelaide City was going to take out the premiership.
3: Oh look i i thought I was at uh, Keller um watching the game um I thought we'd won, and then someone came over and said uh it was about two minutes behind us and said that they scored on the last kick of the game, and I went, oh. I just turned around and drove home." <laughs>
0: But, I mean, the consolation is now that you, there's obviously you get to face Comets tomorrow night at Martin and it's it's a grass pitch, a regular size. Hopefully there'll be a, a pretty massive crowd. Adelaide City, yeah. I don't think, has won the championship game in more than a decade. So a big testing time for the club.
3: Yeah, look, it's a, it's a good time. Um, I mean, I think this year has probably re-established Adelaide City as to where it should be. Um, teams like Comets and Campbelltown have... Uh, dominated the NPL for the last five years. I don't think that could be argued, really. Um, And uh, so I think you've got the best two teams in the NPL playing tomorrow night. I think Comrades are an excellent team with some very, very good players. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Lobosso wins the uh, Player of the Year. I think he's just an outstanding player. Uh, And we've got some outstanding players, so it should be a very entertaining game.
1: Hey, um, Greg, the boys had a week off. Uh, how's the celebrations gone after uh, winning the semi-final after being 2-0 down and came back winning 3-2 on aggregate? Was the celebrations uh, going for a while or did they just rest up ready for the grand final?
3: No, look, I think they went out of, had a drink on the Friday night and since then it's been very much back to business, training. Uh, Pez, Paul Pezos is not going to let people uh, forget what this, what the game is, what the main game is, which is to win the game on uh, Friday night. So, no, the celebrations are very much on hold. And um, and that's for a reason, because, you know, Comrade's an excellent team, and this game is very hard to pick.
2: Greg, it's Barney here. I, obviously, I, I agree with your sentiment about the league in the last few years, um, and we've seen a, a, a change at City, which uh, is definitely, for the better, but back to being one of the top teams in the league, and it's a big club in South Australia. What do you think's been key to bring in some of those changes at City to get them back where they are now?
3: Look, I think the the selection of Paul Pezos as senior coach was important because we know he's a very experienced uh, match day coach. I think he's probably the best match day coach going around. We've got respect to yourself, of course, Barney. Um, I'd agree with you. (laughs) <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll, Pez is a good friend and and yeah, well I, respected I know by me. Yours,
3: so, so I'm not, not going to cause World War Three on that one. <laughs> and and also I think we've managed to bring in some very good South Australian players. Um, and I mean we don't have the um, we haven't gone into the international market. Uh, we've stayed with essentially SA boys, which makes me pleased. Yeah. Uh, and and I just think there's a, a good feeling around the place. You go in the change rooms and, and you can see they like each other and they play for each other. And, I mean, I think the two clubs are very similar in that respect, Barney. I mean, I mean, I've seen the camaraderie that your team has got, which they play for each other. And and I think the Adelaide City boys do the same and that's why they're playing on Friday night.
0: Well, I remember at the start of the year, Greg, uh, when you became chairman of the club, you had a mandate for Pezos and that was to win silverware, silverware. You got close by almost winning the FFA Cup. And hopefully tomorrow night it'll be a great cracking game. But you've also got FFA Cup duties. And you still don't know who you're going to play. It's either Melbourne Victory or Perth Glory. And yesterday an interesting article popped up on my social media <laughs> um, feed with regards to Melbourne Victory. And, and you've asked Melbourne Victory to actually forfeit the game. So what's the situation there?
3: Well, I wrote to the FFA and said enough is enough. Uh, if, you, if you're going to actually honour the, the whole process, we're not as part of, this, of the FFA uh, in terms of being involved in the clubs, the A-League clubs, when the whole FFA Cup system was created. And, and, I, and I think it was all about giving the NPL clubs an opportunity to play and show what they could do on the main stage. And that's why the draw was pretty much fixed towards the NPL clubs yeah. in the early days. And it was always a good start because the the A-League teams had come in when they were just in pre-season, whereas the NPL clubs were match-hardened and some playing finals, and they were ready to play. And and that's why there were a few early upsets. Now, I just fail to see why that entire... It's the golden thread that runs through that competition, and it's been sold down the river (laughs) by pandering to Melbourne Victory, who should be required to forfeit. I mean, it looks like they're trying to say. Now, I haven't even had the courtesy of a response from FFA to my letter, by the way. Yeah. But which, which is one other matter I'll take up with them later. But the fact is, why should why should Adelaide City have to wait until December to play a game that was supposed to be? Is that playing? how long it's going to be? Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's what Peter Philopoulos came out and said it'll be sometime in December. Well, I think that's a disgrace. I agree. Semi professional players who've got jobs, families who they'd like to spend some time with, and yet they've been told oh, I train for another month. Well who's paying for that? It's
0: a mm. joke. Yeah, yeah, and then but then you've got also the new season to think about as well, because obviously oh, Pels will have, in them back in have them back in pre season. He'll have them back in pre season by then.
3: Well, I don't I don't think my blokes will get it for pre season. I mean I, I think they'll just roll on the way it's going.
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's you
3: know I mean I'm I know it's easy just to sit there and accept what whatever's dish up Just up to you, and just eat it, and don't complain. Yeah, but beyond the pale, what would you do, Barney, in that same situation?
2: It would be a nightmare, Greg. Uh, I was actually talking to Paul about it after the second semi-final upstairs after the game, Um, and 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 he was, you know, pulling his hair out, going, "Well." how do we keep them motivated? How do you keep a squad training that long to then go play? And against quality opposition Mm. too, you're going to run into an A-League team that's at the height of their pre-season. We experienced that last year a little bit, that the season went so long with COVID with the two breaks. Um, We'd booked our spot in the grand final, but then we had the Woodville pizza bar saga (laughs) and uh, all sport got cancelled. So we actually had another month off and then had to turn up and play in the grand final. And Mm. I can tell you, It was a nightmare trying to get the players back to that competition level a month later.
3: Well, it's because you lose match fitness. And there's no comparison between being able to run 35 laps and being match fit. And everyone knows that. And and yet the FFA know that better than anyone. But they're permitting um, the A-League clubs to have an enormous advantage. Hey, Greg, Over, of Adelaide City.
1: Oh, Greg, what impact would it have? If you had to play in December, what impact would it have on the club financially to keep it running um, longer than what it normally would have to?
3: Well, I've, presumably, uh, the wage bills keep rolling, um, which mm. is an unfair impost upon Adelaide City, and that's what I've also asked for compensation. Yeah. But look, look, I'm less concerned about the money. I'm more concerned about the fact that, you know, we've brought players into this club, and part of our... Sales pitch for the one of the better words was to say that they'd be showcasing themselves in the, um, in the FA cup. And and that means a lot to some players because a good performance Mm. in an FA cup game and you get picked up or you can get picked up. And so, so we've got some very good young players and so does Barney who are undoubtedly looking to this as their opportunity to shine. And basically come December, they're not going to be at the same level as if they were to play tomorrow, for example.
0: Yeah. Greg, obviously COVID's affected the fixture as well with the uh, victory in Perth. But in saying right. that, you would have thought that perhaps the FFA would have bitten a bullet and said, okay, whoever finished on top of whoever, so victory finished last. Yeah. Sorry, guys, you're out. Perth Correct. stays a, in the cup. It's an yeah?
3: no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just pandering to Milton victory.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's really an unfair advantage for Adelaide City if you have to play in December.
3: Well, Would I'd you ask, play in
0: December if, if they said December?
3: Look, I mean, prob- the irony is if we didn't, they'd probably fine us some huge amount of money. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I'd, I think it's terribly unfair to those players that, that have been looking forward to this.
0: Yeah. Mm. Since
3: they qualified for the FA Cup. So the answer is we will not allow financial considerations to stop yeah. um, these players being given their opportunity to represent their club at the uh, the highest level. But but it shouldn't be this way. I mean, basically, uh, the FFA should just call the falter and let let uh, Perth, who are ready to come over, yeah. can come over, get the game over and done with Yeah,
0: yeah, totally agree. And with the FFA Cup now having, I think, a half-Champions League spot, up for grabs for the winner do you think perhaps this pandering might have happened because of that because of the well, champions? I mean,
3: I, the one thing I do do Val, is choose my words carefully yeah and and pandering is precisely how I see yeah um, how the FFA are dealing with um, Melbourne victory yeah. <clears throat> so just call the forfeit
0: yeah yeah that I've done with yeah so still no it's, letter it's, back it's, from it's ffa
3: the from the US open and, and, and I said no I can't get there because I mean Melbourne in lockdown, yeah. the US Open's not going to be delayed, I tell you. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, good luck with it, Greg, and uh, good luck tomorrow night in the grand final. We'll see you tomorrow night.
3: Yeah. Well, I think anyone that can get, still get a ticket should get it because I, I think you're going to see a really entertaining game with two very good football teams.
0: Excellent. got it.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much, Greg Griffin, and we'll speak to you see soon. See
0: you all. about that, Barney? Um, he holds no punches. I look, Greg Griffin,
2: I, I feel their pain being a being a local MPL coach with a, a team of, you know, semi-professional players. You've got to juggle so many different mm. things with work and family and people would have booked holidays thinking in December they would have been on a break from a long season. We've, we've had two long seasons because of COVID last year and then a late start this year. It's been a long road in the last two years to then have to hang on for another six weeks to play a game against an A-league team. That's a big. It's ridiculous,
0: and even with the dates, I'll give you an example. My personal example. So I missed I have. I have never missed an Adelaide United match, and God knows, I've never missed one when they played at home, an official match. I missed last Sunday because the FFA and their wisdom announced the the game ten days out before it's going to get played. Hey, mate, we got lives, guys. Right, guys and girls, we've got other lives. We we make other plans, and and I saw you at. What I was doing on Sunday with my band play, we made our debut. <laughs> so they need to get their house in order. And I know COVID's around, and they're blaming COVID, but at least put in mark mark this date on the calendar because we might be playing then, so everyone knows well in advance this could happen. But it gets sprung on you like that, and I think everybody misses out.
2: Yeah, and I, th- I think they should have a date that the FFA Cup rounds with MPL clubs in mm. need yeah. to be finished. In in respect to MPL clubs and their players and coaches and staff, um, they should be playing against A League sides as they're ending their season. Yep. with the best opportunity well, to have a crack at them.
1: At least at the round of sixteen, and then anyone that makes it further than that, then I reckon yeah. it's up to them to
0: correct. But also, Greg, Greg has a point, and we know COVID's like upset. Obviously, Victoria they're they're, they're in lockdown. God knows for how long the longest mm. lockdown in, in in the history of the world during this pandemic, but. Melbourne victory finished last. Doesn't look like they can get the game underway before December. You can't expect Adelaide City to play this game in December. They're going to be starting their preseason, getting ready for the new season. Perth finished way above victory. Just boot victory out. Isn't isn't that simple?
2: You would think so. You, mm. you, there has to be a deadline.
0: It's nobody's fault. It's, no, it's I mean, not. It's a pandemic.
2: Yep. and it, it's super tough on the city players. I mean, if you you look forward. You know, they've got a grand final tomorrow night. Now that can go one of two ways. Okay. So if it doesn't go their way, how does Paul keep those players motivated mm. to then play a game? They've come off a loss. Yep. You know, you're gonna be demotivated to be back at training. You've got, you know, this long reached out game that's that's in December. It's almost impossible to be keeping their tempo up and keeping them intense to face an A-League side. You wanna play them when you're playing games week in, week out. The best time for them to play that fixture is it's next weekend, yep. yeah, hundred percent. And
1: it's not, not not only going to impact that FFA game, uh, FFA Cup game, but do you reckon it could impact their next season because they've just had that extended time of uh, preparing for this one game and then it's just throwing everything off?
2: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we had to deal with it last year. We we finished in December playing games, and the players they end mm. up just getting sick of the place. They're there <laughs> three nights a week, four nights a week, three to four nights a week every week for almost a whole year until Christmas. Yeah. They want to, you know, no disrespect to the club. but, And I said it to my players at the end of last year, get out of here. I don't want to
0: see your faces for two months. Because yeah. they remember, need to refresh. I remember more than 30 years ago, Adelaide City, back in the NSL days, had to play a New Zealand side for a Pacific Cup. And Adelaide City were, were perhaps off-season for about three months. They managed to win it, but it was one of the worst games of football I've seen in my life. Because you can't expect a team to come back from... Having a long season, they won the championship in '86 and they had to wait so many months to play again. And it was like almost the walking pace of both sides. And I'm thinking, what are these federations doing? This is New Zealand and uh, Australia.
2: It's been disappointing, uh, you know, from another aspect. You know, our boys for last year, first time ever the clubs won an MPL champion, uh, an MPL league and, and become the premiers. One of the carrots of winning the league is a trophy. Yeah. yeah prize money, yeah. but there's a big one for players too. You get to play in the NPL Championship. So you go and play against all the other top sides like Sydney United. You might be playing against Avondale in Melbourne. There's a draw. And remember, Campbelltown won it That's a right. couple of years ago with Joe Mullen. And I was talking to Joe and he said, we were up in Brisbane to face Queensland Lions. He said, I had yeah. all the boys at a restaurant. It was one of the best things of the season was he was talking about the NPL Championship. We haven't seen it for
0: two years because of COVID. And yeah, they, and that's yeah. a precursor to the National Second Division, isn't it? You can actually see where your club is at against and, teams interstate. And
1: yeah. they awarded them with the, an extra spot in the FFA Cup, which was fantastic as well. They so, did. Now, last year, just yeah.
2: disappeared. So you can imagine the disappointment of my players. Yeah. They're looking, we finally yeah. won a league. Like yeah. We finally come first. We get to play in it. Yeah. Didn't happen. And now this year, as we talked with Greg just then, in dramatic fashion, we win the league in the last kick of the game. And everybody's super happy. We're great to have another trophy at the club and the prize money. But I can tell you, in the back of the players' minds, it's like, well, what about that NPL championship? What about the chance to pit ourselves against the other states? Exactly. We've heard nothing. Nothing at all about it. Really? Nothing at all. Not a thing.
1: Well, up next, we're going to talk WNPL. We've got a guest from Salisbury Inter to talk about the grand final this Saturday.
0: (laughs) Rojas. It's going to be won there by Tilly. All but... uh... Her touch wasn't quite strong enough, and Condon's pitched it. Now she's trying to put through Rojas. Still Condon. It opens up here for Emily Condon. That's a fantastic goal. What a strike by Emily Condon. Joining us now, the coach of Salisbury Inter, Simon Catanzaro, the three-time Sergio Melta medal winner. And uh, he's in charge of Salisbury, and obviously Barney, another friend of yours, in a grand final. And you told me a little bit before, the most successful coach of Salisbury too.
2: Yes, uh, we were talking about that. So uh, congratulations, Simon, into grand final in emphatic fashion Mm. and looking to go for the treble after already picking up the two trophies that have been on offer this year for Salisbury Inter.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, It's an exciting week, not just for me, but for Barney and a lot of clubs in their grand finals this week here in South Australia. So... Um, I think we're cherry ripe and, and ready to go for Saturday. I've got to ask you,
0: Simon. Mount Barker is a, a fantastic venue. I've been up there to watch uh, one game, and it's probably the most polished plastic pitch venue in the state at the moment. How, how do you fancy travelling up there? Because you uh, obviously your team's based at Salisbury. Yep. I don't know. It's an hour away. How? I mean, what's going to happen if 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 you do win it, and you're playing West Adelaide? The girls are going to celebrate. What are you going to do? Boss them down? Drive it back down to Salisbury? Celebrate there? How's it going to work for you?
4: Look, uh, just firstly on the um, the game up there, because we won our major semi final, we had that extra week off, so we've spent a few sessions up there training to try mm-hmm. custom to, to to like feel what the ground is going to be like. Um, and just get used to, it, I guess, before Green Final, um, we'll just stick, we'll stick to our normal plans. The girls will just turn up like they normally do to a to a game. Um, we'll keep it as normal as possible, and uh, win, lose, or draw, or win, or, win or lose, we'll we'll go back to our club afterwards um, and celebrate what's been um, a really successful season so far.
0: And just obviously with uh, with with women, there's there's been a, a massive story, and you've got talking about Lisa Devana and the Matildas, and obviously you got potential Matildas, and I don't know how much this story's affected the, the actual ladies in your side, but you've you also got Cotter, who's a big advocate for doing the right thing, and, and you've had it at your club. She's leaving to go and play for Sydney FC on Sunday. So what's what's the mood around the camp? I know, I know it's controversial, but has it hasn't affected your players in any way? What Lisa no, not one
4: bit. Not one bit. We've spoken about it just because what we've read in the media and um, what we may or may not have known before or after the story had come out with the little whispers we were hearing throughout the year um, when Lisa was finishing up that there might be uh, something happening with a few of the Matildas, but I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's really none of our business. Yes. We've got a few players that are on the, well, we've got one especially that's on the brink of, uh, you know, a future Matilda and Emily Condon. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, who's really, uh, really making a mark on the, on the league the last six or seven weeks of the season, especially, but no, we, we're pretty, we're a pretty tight knit group out there at Salisbury. and we just sort of keep to ourselves and, um, we really haven't let that affect us, or we haven't really talked about it too much. To be honest with you, it's just been concentrating on our own. We've had such a hectic schedule, being in all the competitions, yeah. so we haven't had time to really um, worry about anything else but ourselves, which and, has been good.
0: And I bet you the Salisbury uh, Inter Bank account's pretty hefty now. How much money do you get for winning that title?
4: Um, which one? Without the Premiership? Standing, which one? Oh, without the Premiership? Um, I am only led to believe it's a figure. Much less than the men, I believe, and I think it's around a thousand dollars for okay. winning the league.
0: What do you What are you getting, Barney? What's the club getting?
4: I don't
2: know of the official figure this year. I know last year's was fifteen thousand for winning the league. Well, it's fifteen. I assume more. it might be the same this year. Well, that needs to change, doesn't it? You would hope so. Uh, I,
4: would, I would. I would. I would hope so. Um, yeah. Look, I, I, we acknowledge that the men's NPL is is a lot bigger, and then the affiliation fees, etc. Going to the federation, Mm. and probably a lot more, but
2: um, but is it 15 times more?
4: uh, These female players, the female players, put in just as much as their male counterparts into their training and into their preparation and into their games, uh, just because they're a different gender. Um, I think that is a big, big big, discrepancy. But, look, that's something that I'm sure the Federation will try to work out. Mm. You know, we've won a couple of Cups this year and it could have been a good opportunity. You know, a couple of uh, – uh, you know, we've won both our tournament, you know, yeah. the Cup and the Premiership. Uh, it would have been a good opportunity to top up a bank account and move forward and invest into the club. But, yeah. you know, that's for the club to discuss with the Federation. But you would hope there'd be a little bit more equality as, as uh, yeah. years go on. Yeah, yeah. Back
2: on to the uh, positivity and excitement of this week, Simon. Um You've you've had the wood on West Adelaide this year uh, when you've met them uh, in the league and in the semi-finals. Uh, any changes needed to be made, or or just back to business uh, this weekend on Saturday afternoon?
4: Uh, it's been back to it'll be back to business, Barney. It'll be uh, every week, or um, well, every week for the last forty weeks has just been about one week at a time, and we we haven't changed that uh, philosophy and that mindset. So it'll be just just doing what we do best. Um, our girls now a game plan. Other teams may now game plan. We've just got to execute it to the best of our ability. Uh, and I'm sure the girls will give a good account of themselves, that they.
0: Simon, uh, it's a massive day for women's football. I just want to talk about the grand, grand final set up this year. And I've seen both you gentlemen playing grand finals at Hindmarsh back in the old First Division, Premier League, whatever it's called, 10,000 plus. Obviously, players look forward to playing on that pitch. It was amazing. As a kid, I remember playing junior football matches on High Marsh Stadium throughout this week. I don't know why no games are being played there. There's a revamp, but I'm not too sure if that's impacted. The grand finals are being spread throughout weeknight. So last night we had State League 2, tonight State League 1, NPL tomorrow night at Marden. So State League 1 and 2, or 1 was at Angle Park, I'm not sure about tonight, believe it or not, where that's going to be played. Martin, and then we've got Mount Barker. Is this a good thing for the sport where it's the love spread out, or do you, would you rather it bunched all together?
4: Uh, Barney, you want to go first? <laughs> oh,
0: for me, yeah, sure.
2: Um, I don't know if it's a good thing, and I don't know uh, the parameters or, or what's caused it. It could have to do with COVID. COVID may have dictated that we couldn't have multiple games at one venue. Yeah. Within the the amount of people coming in, Uh, but surely the size of Hindmarsh and I I don't know what state that's in in terms of where it's at of of being able to spread out the crowd or Mm. or move people in and out. But for me, it's always been the best to, as a player, as a coach, as as a spectator, just to watch the local league. Uh, You want to be at Hindmarsh on that final day of the season. Players look forward to it. Spectators look forward to it. Mm. Everybody looks forward to being at the home of football in South Australia for your final series. At one stage, all the finals used to be played there. Yeah, when I yeah. played, the semi-finals, the prelim final, all of that was played at High Marsh. Uh, how how great would it be to have promotion relegation battles there? The top two teams in the state in the WNPL and in the NPL all playing there on a big day of football. For me, that's that's the
0: pinnacle. That's where it should be. Just visually as well, the, the match tonight, by the way, White City and is at Velo visually high marsh is much more appealing now that the games are televised on 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 the internet so yep definitely i mean
2: i'm not sure valo's lights are that good on the te- like last night it looked quite dim
0: Trying to watch patches. the State League 2 yeah. final. But I, don't, I mean, the, I, the venue's okay, but I don't think it's well, I think grand, final, I think this grand year, final venue. I think
1: no. this year, Coopers is out of the picture due to it's a, a construction site at the moment. And I think it's going to be a reduced capacity as well for the um, A-League this season. So I think that and also the COVID restrictions could have
0: impacted it for this year. But Martin but, could have hosted... Potentially. All three, four... On the weekend, State one, see them all Two, in- WNPL, NPL. Yeah, it'd
2: be interesting to hear what Simon thinks, although because Velo's been mm. a home ground for most of them, they've played a lot of games
4: there this year.
1: Simon, what's uh, what's it going to be like playing away this time up in the hills? This week? Oh look,
4: it's 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 eleven on eleven, or it's sixteen on sixteen. It's it's the squads. It's twenty on twenty. It doesn't matter where you play. It's the old cliche. We're playing. We're very lucky. We're playing on a really, really, really good surface and a really good facility up in Mount Barker. Yeah, it's forty minutes up the road. I'm from Sydney, so 40 minutes up the road and you're only two or three suburbs away, so it
1: doesn't
4: doesn't bother me. But I look at this week and I take it with a... I take it probably a little bit of a different uh, angle to what other people, we're very lucky in South Australia, we've been able to finish our competitions, not like some of the other states, so okay, a little bit of pain in uh, some grand finals having to be played midweek, and it hasn't been ideal, I get it, but we've been able to finish our seasons, we're going to be able to finish our seasons, so some credit needs to go to the Federation for getting it done, Absolutely, Um, it's not ideal. Um, but I'm a traditionalist too. Absolutely, I think we should be playing at Cooper's. It's not available, no problems. But I think uh, the men's and women's NPL on the same day, I've seen it the last couple of years, has worked really well before yeah. and after each other. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and, you know, we're not going to change it now. Maybe next year, hopefully we're a bit more COVID safe, COVID friendly, mm. um, and they might look at different options. But we're just I just feel that we're very lucky to finish our season here in South Australia. So let's just take it for what it is.
0: Simon, just from a personal point of view, I remember a couple of years ago you you took off and uh, you went to drink some sangria and and you know in Barcelona and to enhance your coaching career, and you did end up working over there. What's that been like for you as a journey? As as obviously a coach.
4: Well, well, Barney in the studio there, uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know it's well known that me and him are very close. We're good mates, and mm. he came over and spent some time so he could see what my life was like day in day out for a couple of weeks working over there. Um, I packed my bags. I went over there with nothing, and I found something, um, and I really grew from there. It was just because of COVID that we came home. Yeah, um, it got that bad, and you know, being of European descent, Val, I'm sure you would know with with family and friends yeah. there how bad it really got. But um, look, it it did it did most certainly it's helped my uh, my coaching and, and and improve me as a coach for sure, and I got to learn things. But I also. Uh, want to acknowledge that a lot of the things we were doing back here, we're not too far off what European coaches are doing or on path. So it's just that they're in Europe and it's just 24-7. But, you know, what a journey it was. And I'm so so happy that, and so privileged that my family could follow me with that. Yes, it got cut short by COVID, but um, what an experience and what a journey we had. And, you know, I'm never going to rule that going back there, but right now I'm just very fortunate to be in the sanctuary of Australia again and and quite safe.
0: And you've done quite well. and Obviously, Barney and both of you guys have got, ambitions as, as coaches? How, I mean, Barney, firstly, how far do you want to go? Because obviously you, you're very successful. You're a, a great player back in the day. And you've stepped up. So how far do you want to go in the coaching career or is this just a hobby for you now?
2: It's an interesting question because football can be so fickle. Um, but uh, I'd love to work full-time in football and I think a lot of top coaches at our level would have the same answer uh, if the opportunity arises. I was very close um, not known to many people, but very close. This year was offered a full time gig in the A League
0: at the start News of this year. Barney, good on you, Barney.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Simon knows that because I obviously uh, uh, sought out his advice and say what the he thought. Shall oh, we d- say it? It, no, it doesn't. Okay, it doesn't won't. matter now. We do know
0: the club, but we won't say
2: it. Yeah, the 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 offer was there from the from the senior coach to join his coaching staff and work full time in the A League, uh, which I was very excited about. Obviously. There would have been some challenges with having to move into state and uh, what do you do with your family? Do you take them straight away? But football was that fickle that by the time I had to make the decision, he departed, which probably narrows down (laughs) Mm. who it was. Um, He departed the club, so the the offer was then again off the table. So that's football for you. So if it doesn't come around – and look, I'd love to work full-time in football in South Australia. I live here, so it's it's an ideal situation. But – if not, I keep saying it all the time. I've got one of the best jobs in South Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adelaide Comets is a fantastic football club. Jim Savalas is one of the best presidents I've ever worked for and such a, a humble, gentleman in football um, that everybody respects. It's, it's just a dream to work for somebody like him and, um, a, and at a club like Comets. So I'm, I'm very happy
0: where I am if nothing else changes. And Simon, where do you want to go with this uh, coaching caper?
4: Look, I uh, made the decision to go back into the women's game um, while I was in lockdown in Spain last year. I needed a different direction. Uh, I needed something fresh. Uh, I'm really, really happy that I made the choice and we've we've had a bit of success in the women's game this year. So I'm probably going to keep heading in this direction, although it's planned. But exactly what Barney said, it, it is a fickle business. I love South Australia, I love Adelaide, I love to work here full time as well. Exactly what Barney said because it is our home, it is a beautiful city. But um, there's not the, the reality is there's not that many jobs full time. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to be you know in a job where you're going to be set up for life like maybe in a in a big European cup. That's even with an A League or W League gig, you know. So um, I'm just going to take it year by year. Can I can can I coach in at the next level? Can Barney coach at the next level? A- absolutely. It's just it's a limit of opportunities, and there's so many good coaches around at the moment. You've got to be a bit lucky, uh, but I'm just going to take it year by year, and if you keep being successful, like Barney's been the last couple of years, and I guess the path I'm going on at the moment with, with Salisbury Inter trying to build this club into a powerhouse hopefully the next few years, um, you, you never know. Opportunities will open up, and I've got a good... Uh, support base around us and around me at home and, and good communication that looks back overseas from, from my time overseas so um, you never know you never know I'm always open to opportunities but it's got to be the right one you know absolutely
1: well good luck on Saturday mate we hope you guys can get the job done over um, West Adelaide and uh, good luck
0: thank you thanks for having me on, Go on here, Simon. good luck to you as well Barney let's, let's have a score prediction from you Johnny a score Comets prediction? Adelaide City
1: oh, I reckon I reckon 2-1 win to Comets I reckon
0: I reckon it'll be a couple of goals in it I think Yeah, that momentum that Adelaide City had, I reckon that week off hasn't done them any good. And I think uh, even though I've got Adelaide City in my heart, I
2: think Collins are going to win the championship <laughs> I reckon
1: they might yeah I reckon comments will get the job done the boys are going to be good uh, look I hope so it's,
2: it's again as we said earlier it's the two top teams um, I hope it's a great game of football it's an advertisement for the state the South Australian competition this year mm. has been so, a very strong competition we saw Adelaide Olympic go across and mm. play one of the best perth teams and absolutely smack smacked them yeah. over on their turf which is a testament they didn't they didn't make the finals this year in our league. And it just shows you how yeah. good the league is here. So hopefully it's an exciting final. Obviously, we want to win it. We hope we win it. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, there can only be one winner. We'll see. We'll know that in, in a day's time who that's going to be. Right. Yeah, I
0: think uh, Simon will probably take his third trophy. Absolutely. Salisbury to, uh, great feat. And tonight, White City, burr Yep. They've got nothing to play for, have they? Really? Just, just a cup. No. A little bit of a dead rubber that, but That's maybe for another day. It'd be but, great if it was also promotion relegation, but actually just on that subject, you know what I'd, I'd like to happen in, in Stately 1 and 2. First pass the post, dump them out of the final series. They've they've got their trophy. Get them out, then have the playoffs. You know how much more interesting that would be because we've just come a sta- Stately 1, say final series, Port Adelaide. Adelaide Uni played them twice. Okay, they won the championships, and and you think if they got through, they would have played three times in four weeks for me. It doesn't make any sense. So Port won the state league too. Get them out of there. Let the other teams play off. That would be for me so much more exciting.
2: Yeah, imagine having two promotion yeah. relegation playoffs. And do you do you? Well, they do it in the in the WNPL, or Do you copy the structure there where they then play the second the team that came second last mm. in the NPL? Yeah. So you could have a team that comes through. Uh, Burks got promoted. The way that it falls, it would actually be White City. Well, Raiders. Playing Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) Woof.
1: For who's in the NPL and who's in the state? That would be great. I mean,
2: (laughs) how good would that be? That would be amazing. Imagine the the build-up and the crowd, you'd get to that.
1: Absolutely. Well, the games are going to be really good anyway. This grand final on Saturday uh, afternoon, which is the uh, WNPL, and also Friday night, the NPL grand final, which is Barney's Comets taking on Adelaide City. You can get your tickets at footballsa.com.au forward slash tickets. Or you can watch it on NPL TV, a great streaming service as well. It's a real football show with Johnny Vow and special guest Barney Smith.